Welcome to another episode of Mick and Ori's Classic Cars. I'm Mick. And I'm Ori. And Ori, what have we got this episode? Something really special. I mean, we were lucky enough to be invited on behalf of the Ben Circuit, actually, and Ferrari Club Australia, to see the unveiling of the Ferrari Monza SP2. And what a sight it was. But together with that, we actually had some track time. We got some track time, again, different to the track day we did previously, though. This was more of a um, concourse. It was more like a convoy. of A convoy, yeah. And it was part of a different circuit, so we didn't really do this one before. Yeah, I didn't know that one existed, to be honest. It was way at the back. But does that join... They do, they do all join, but you can have the East and West and International, so they can, can mix and match because I think they had other competition on the, the one near the grandstand and the pit straight. Yeah, so that, that was good, that track. I actually enjoyed that little track. It was more, more complicated. I think it was yeah. more technical, more corners, um, so varying cambers and everything. So it was quite tricky. But I thought it was great. We got three to four laps at least. You know, which was unexpected. I didn't think we were going to get that much track time, so I thought it was great. And it wasn't at pace, but, you know, we were limited a bit, but it was quite good. No, I thought that was fantastic. But when they said we were going to see this SP2, Mick, I didn't actually realise one was in, well, Australia. Let alone Adelaide. Let alone Adelaide, South Australia, that we actually had one here. So I actually thought they were just going to show us a video of something, to be honest. Yeah, I was lucky enough to actually see one come off the production line when I went to the Corsa Pilota in 2019. So finished completed car? Completed car. We I had a private tour, so one-on-one, and we went through the area which they had a separate line just for the SP1s and SP2s. So we should say what the SP1 and SP2 are. All right. It's a special line of cars that Ferrari are going to release called the Icona series, the Corner series. Yeah, so it's a, it's a new generation of cars, so this it doesn't actually follow in any other groups. No, correct. It's, well, it's pretty much aimed at paying homage um, to the cars of the past. Yeah, so they're trying to do various releases of cars, which are limited editions. So I suppose with the limited editions, Ori, is I think a lot of the cars now – uh, they produce it in fairly fairly big numbers. Yeah, that, yeah, correct. Limited to what? With these two cars, I believe in total there's going to be under five hundred. Under five hundred. That's what we um, understand. But you know, this is this is uh, you know inspired by the seven fifty Monza, the two fifty Testarossa, and the one six six MM. Yeah, the early days, like the one six six MM. You know, it's convertible or you know no top. And when you think about that two fifty Testarossa. The one thing that's iconic for me in that car, and I've always said it, was the long bonnet. Yeah. And this SP2. This has got a long bonnet, but it's also very wide. It's a big car. It's a big car. Which you don't think. I see the uh, photos and videos and all the little snippets we got to see before seeing the car actually live. You don't actually think it's that big. So were you shocked when you saw it in Maranello, how big it actually was? When I saw it in Maranello, it didn't look that big to me because it came off the production line. And actually, matter of fact, they test drive it straight out. So they drove it and that was around the Maranello factory. So I was able to see two people in the car driving around within the streets of Maranello. So you heard it? Yeah, yeah. Because it's got the 812 engine in there. I think they tweaked a little bit. And I think the chassis is based generally on the, uh, the 812 as well. But so it comes in a single seater. That's the SP1. And a two seater. SP2. But there's something else. There's no windscreen. There's though. no windscreen. That was surprising. I wasn't aware of that actually, but I've, I've 
recently learned. Yeah, they've designed it so the wind, there's a little guard there, there that, you know, aerodynamically pushes the wind up above you. Uh, apparently up above the drive. I'm not sure with the passenger whether it's the same well, or not. But Yeah, that's true because it doesn't – well, uh, the SP2, does the window go all the way across? I don't think it does. You're right. I'm not sure, but they talk about really that that wind deflector is not to get wind on the driver. So maybe they don't care about the Hence why you've seen everyone driving them got helmets on around – now, I don't know if you drive it with a helmet around the streets, but you wouldn't really see this. I suppose in Europe you'd see it on the streets, but – and, and they uh, are they registrable in, in Australia? So I believe so, but I don't know if they wrote – because they're left-hand drive, number one. They're all left-hand drive. So, so you may not be able to register them in Australia because if they've got – if they haven't got a roof, that means they've got no half-roll cages above your head or anything. So how did the LaFerrari get registered then? Because that's left-hand drive. Yeah, but LaFerrari's also got a full body though. So that's fine to be registered? I know they have. The SP2 has got a little bubble or sort of, you know, like a, a half roll cage behind the behind the driver, and so for the helmet. Well, look, there's definitely one here in South Australia. We'll have to see if we get to see it on the streets. I actually have done a bit of investigating, Mick, and we may actually be invited to actually sit in it this time. Because with that time there, it wasn't drivable. Well, we weren't allowed to drive it. Yeah, it hasn't. Look, it had literally got delivered from a Ferrari and it did not move. It hasn't moved. It hasn't gone around the track. It's done no kilometres at all, apart from maybe the you know, 10 or 13, 15 kilometres that it had done out of the factory. Yeah, and also getting up and over the uh, transport or whatever. Exactly right. So an unbelievable looking car. And as I said, the one thing that truly stood out to me was the size of the bonnet. And we lifted it up, and we'll put some photos on our Instagram page. It is – I thought the bonnet on your 456 is big, Mick. Nah, this is small compared to the SP2. Now, we've got to remember the SP1 and SP2, it's a front-engine car, but it's actually called a mid-engine front. So it's behind the front axles. Actually, so that's why they've got to set it fair way back for the distribution and the balance. Yeah, good, very good point. I mean, when you they opened the bonnet, the engine was – almost under where the driver's cockpit. Yeah, you know, it sits back. You're right. It sits back and it's, it's must be superly balanced, obviously. They've done all that, right, to make oh, of sure course, it's balanced would. for track record. I'd love to drive one. And it's, you know, it's a sub uh, three second in the naught to 60. So the, the thing's quick and it's got a, just a slightly more horsepower than the 812, I think. Yeah, Not so much. Slightly tweak. Well, it's got 810 horsepower. The back wheels. That's They're huge. all rear wheel drive, right? But, man, that's huge. That is that's huge. Because yeah. it, it weighs, well, I, I saw the width, the, the, sorry, the weight is like well, 1,500 kilos. 1,500 kilos. That's not heavy at all. And you can imagine, you know, the feeling you must get with the wind going through you at speed on a track you know, because where are you going to drive these? I mean, it's not a, a grand tour that you're going to go from Milan to Rome or something on the expressways or freeways, are you? No, absolutely not. This is definitely that um, that weekend boys track car that you'd take it to the track if you had one. I don't think you'd drive it around the streets. But then, you know, the one we got to see was the Gordon Ramsay spec, we'll call it, because it was a black with, with a beautiful the red, red, red line. Stripe, yep. And Gordon Ramsay, I believe, drives it around London. And there's a few people that, you know, I follow an Instagram page just for SP1 and SP2, and you see them driving in the streets. So maybe 
they are user friendly for. Every, I mean, you wouldn't want it to rain. No, it certainly wouldn't want it to rain, and I wonder whether the interiors are waterproof or not. But um, but the thing is that these cars now are so tractable. I mean, you can drive them fast, you can drive them slow, so they don't cough and splutter and things like that, like the older cars. They'll they'll be able to be driven hard or slow. Yeah. Or everyday use. Or everyday but, use. But and the other thing that you noticed, and uh, we noticed straight away, was the two separate cockpits in this car. That's magic, isn't it? Right. And we got to see it again, an evolution of that. Or you know, in the Roma. In the Roma. In the Roma. Yeah. And I love that. I think it's beautiful. And this really, when you sit in, if if we're able to sit in the SP one or SP two, it must give you that real feeling that you're in basically a Formula One car. Because you've got your own cockpit. Correct. And, you know, you see the console. Everything is geared towards the driver in there. Everything's at, you know, arm's length or finger length. It's just beautifully designed, absolutely beautifully designed. How comfortable would it be? I agree. I'd love to see the It, it, to it see would it. be phenomenally comfortable. There's no doubt. Because all of them now that they're producing, uh, whether they are good for track use or not, they'll make them comfortable. They've got the luxury items. Everything's in there. You know, we talk about classic Ferraris, Mick, and we're all about, you know, Mick and Ori's classic cars. I think with what Ferrari are doing here, I think it's an instant classic. Can well, we use that term? Can instant we use classic. instant classic? Oh, well, I don't think we can completely because the time hasn't passed to be a classic. But I think that this is a classic. It's going to be a limited run. It's it's paying homage to the classics of the past and in the future will automatically become a classic. Yeah. In that part, I, I do agree because of, especially because of the limited run, and also it's paying homage to the older cars. So you know when they, that's why they've also called it a Monza because they've used the name before. Same with Mondial or you know things like that. So California, um, but in this one particularly because of the limited limited run, and it's interesting because they're supposed to be you know a few different versions of the new limited run cars. Yeah, correct. Well, they're saying maybe five different cars to come out. Right? So, you know, deep down in my heart, Mick, will we see something Two, called four, a Dino? Six, a Dino, maybe. You know, paying but homage, V6. Yeah, but will they bring that out as a, a limited production or a yeah, normal production? You know, that you'd want – you want V6, you would think, would be a lot more affordable – Number one, to make yes, it's still carrying the iconic Ferrari badge, so it's going to have a price tag, you know, um, attached to it there. But you would have thought it's more accessible and maybe more easy to attain and a V6 version, and you think they'd make more than just a limited run. I, I agree. I think if they're going to bring out a, a Dino type thing to be a bit lower than the normal mid-engine cars, V6 does sound the way to go and probably would be hybrid I'm guessing so but I, I, I agree with you it wouldn't be a limited edition they would bring out a fair few I think because they would want to try and compete with the the lower cars so yeah and it, it's interesting because there, there's been some talk of late that Ferrari are releasing too many cars too quick and it happened with the 488 and 488 GD uh, Spider coming out, and then the Pista was on its way. And then the F8. And then the F8 Tributo got released while the Pistas were still being ordered. And so people started to, an 812 and 812 GTS started coming out. And we're still, and now we're talking about an 812 GTO. GDO or, coming out. So all these limited runs that are happening, or you know, so called cars that are coming out, to see something like this come out of Mariner, I thought it was actually, I didn't understand that when it first came out. Nor did I. I didn't, where does this fit? What is it? Is it just for the racetrack? Is it, I didn't actually didn't realise it was a new line of cars. So where does it stop for Ferrari? Do they 
do they keep pushing the boundaries with technology and making things better, quicker, lighter, and also paying homage to the past with these special edition cars? Yeah. My thoughts are in all this is they're trying to capture the market of people that not only want their all-wheel drive, not only want their Sunday car. So they're trying to produce cars for everybody. So the guy that's got his 488 Pista can have that all-wheel drive, the Lusso or whatever that replacement will be. So that, you know, look, I'm, my brand is Ferrari, so I'm going to have a Ferrari as a SP1 or an SP2 because I can, and I will have that as a, a, a Lusso or the FUV or SUV, whatever SUV. they're going to call it. But what what is the general rule of thumb? What is the length of a production of a car for Ferrari? Have they got one? That, that I'm not sure because they have had breaks in production for various things like the 2 plus 2s. Before the 456 come out, because I'm aware of that, the 412, there was a big gap between the 412 and the 456. They didn't have a 2 plus 2 replacement yeah, for a correct. while. So, they, yeah. so it does vary depending on, you know, the different CEOs or the marketing gurus there. Because I heard, one, well, I read an article uh, last week, one of the longest produced runs from Ferrari was that 400i, that... Was it really? Yeah, it's one of the, it like went for seven years or eight years. I think because they were slower to sell. Maybe, but the Testarossa, that that band of cars went for that 10. That went for, yep. That went 10. for 10. And even the the 308 series, that 308, 328. That, That's that went the same for series fa- really, isn't it? That is the same series sort of thing. That went for a fair few years too. Mm-hmm. Uh, even though individual models might have been less, you know, three or 4,000. But overall... There's a fair few. So are you a fan then of the limited edition runs? I mean, look, the SP1, SP2, Ferrari, Monza, are honestly, the Ferrari, the top-end clientele of Ferrari, I would be thinking, would be tapped no on the shoulder to be able to buy. A little bit like the LaFerrari, the LaFerrari Aperta. You know, you'd have to be a special customer to be able to order one and, and afford one. I mean, they're quite expensive. I think they were released at 1.6 million euro yeah. make plus plus options. So and that's in 2019. We, correct. We never talk about pricing, but just to put it in the frame of things, it's not that easy just to go and buy an SP1 or SP2, it, I wouldn't have thought. It would be their valued clients and they would be asked, look, we've got this coming up, one's for you. Yeah, and Mick, I, there's, you know, yeah, there's one for you and I looked at this car when I got lucky enough to see it, a little bit like when we got to see the Bugatti that's here in South Australia. Oh, the Veron. The Veron, yeah, yeah. you know, because you don't get to see these cars in South Australia as our friends in Europe must probably get to see them a little bit more. I mean, if you're in Monaco, these things are driving on the streets. But for me, when I saw the SP, it's I liken it to that. It's so ultra rare that to actually see one in the flesh is very, very special. Yeah, and and I think with those things, it often photos do not do it justice. In the flesh, they look so much better than the photos do, even the Bugatti. I mean, in the flesh, you see all the lines, the detail, the different colours. It's it's phenomenal. And same with the SP2. Yeah, you, you didn't like it in the photos, did you? No, I That's didn't. Been, yeah. No, I must admit, I didn't like it in the photos. But when I saw it on the production line or come off the production line and then driving on the road and you actually see it, it it's it's completely different than anything else you'd look at. I mean, it's, you know, it's not an MG. It's not a, you know, it's not just it's a, a normal convertible. Well, it's a speedster. It's a speedster, yeah. But it's probably the best-looking speedster. Oh, I'd say so. It, but it's big. It's actually quite a big car. Well, it's a it's a V12, normally aspirated V12. 
the, the wheels, the brake calipers, the size of the brakes, it's it's phenomenal, right? It's so beautiful. But then you get to the sh- the you know the painted line. Oh, you love that, yeah. don't you? Uh, because it's exactly like the painted shield, the hand painted shield that's on these cars. So it's I'm not like, a sticker. It's not a sticker. It's hand painted. I believe it's somewhere in the vicinity of $25,000 option for a hand-painted shield or gun. So you imagine damaging it. Exactly right. How You'd have you to repaint so? the whole car. Right. Phenomenal. And then and then it's got those, you know, this one here had the red behind the driver's seat and the red line going down, but it just engrossed in the body paint. It just, look, perfection. Perfection at its best, I suppose, if you want. And the amount of detail they go to in design is it is really truly amazing, yeah. and that's what puts them apart from others. Yeah, and look, and we're talking about the aesthetics, the look of the car. We're not even talking about what you're really buying, and that's the engine, the drivability of the car, what the vehicle is, you know, built to do. Yeah, is- but I think these days with Ferrari, that goes without saying. They know it's going to be a great driver, and they know that it's been improved from the last one, and it's tr- uh, tried and tested. I mean, it's the eight twelve. So, of the iconic cars that this is paying homage to, which one would you prefer in your collection if you could? The 250 Testarossa, the 166MM, or the 750 Monza? You only can pick one. You know, I would go for the 166MM. That's the one you would want? Yeah, that's. I would still go for that over an SP1 or SP2. Well, no, if you had it, oh, wait a second, if you had a 166MM in your collection, yes, then you'd buy a... SP1, SP2. Oh, that's also, different. Because that's... you want to say, this is why I bought it. See, I love that 250 Testarossa. I think it's one of the most iconic classic Ferraris Well, of it all certainly time. is. I mean, that's that's a name that goes without saying, doesn't it? You know, and if you're lucky enough to buy an SP1, SP2, wow. I like the simplicity of the 166mm. That's that's why I like that one. You know, um, it is, it's, it's and it's small. Yeah. It's it actually quite small. It's this... still a V12. Yeah, yeah. It's all engine. It's all engine. One six six cc per per cylinder. You know, all engine. So, geez, we'd love to be able to drive one of those, Mick. Look, you never know. One day, the SP one or SP two. Um, look, it would be. A, I mean, I've driven an eight twelve at at pace on the on the Fiorano track. I would say this one here would be another level because the the feeling you'd get with the wind and the other noises would be different than inside the cockpit. And, and the aer- aerodynamic design of this vehicle, you know, it's probably, it's built like an arrow. That's oh, it. Do you know if, um, in terms of this, the pace, the 0 to 60, is that quicker than the 812 or not? I think it is, sure. it is a little bit quicker. I think the figures show that, you know, 0 to 60 is in 2.9 seconds. What's the 812? Well, I thought it was around the mark. You know, it might be splitting hairs here, but it'd be that little bit lighter. The 812 is not 1,500 kilos. Correct, so, and so. zero to two hundred and seven point nine seconds, and you know top speed of two hundred ninety nine, three hundred kilometers an hour. Yeah. I mean, you only can experience that on a track. You know, you talk about three hundred kilometers an hour. The four five six was rated to three hundred and two kilometers an hour when it came out. Really? Yep, three hundred and two. Have you ever taken it to three? Yeah, not quite. No, no. I'll say I didn't have a runway long enough. But uh, look, we talked about how many different models they're bringing out, and this is the Icona, Icona, yeah, Icona, Icona. If you want to, yeah, series, um, which pays homage. Look, I'm not sure. I mean, you've got to have some serious money to even look at one of these. Really, look, we were lucky enough to see one, Mick, and I say fantastic. If I manage to get us. To get to a sit seat. in one, what would you do? I mean, I'd you, sit in it. 
Well, of course you're going to sit in it. So look, keep watching the um, the YouTube channel. We've got some videos of the day that we actually got to see this iconic car, and it's something that's etched in my memory. It's like a kid, you know. I remember in the Ferrari, uh, Ferrari Ford, no Ferrari versus Ford oh. movie when he takes his son to see the unveiling of the Mustang and this and that. These are special occasions in in children's lives for me. All right, we're not kids anymore, but for me, it was a special occasion to see the unveiling. No doubt, and I and for me, when it came off the production line, actually driving off the production you line, got, thought, and then saw it outside. I mean, that was unbelievable. Well, imagine um, that's yeah, you know, it's like when the F40s first rolled out the gate. There's all these things that have rolled out of the gates at Marinella, and you were there to see that's something right. brand new, brand that new, never been seen before. And that one there was in the same colours as that could have been the Gordon Ramsay car. Yeah, there you go. You may have so seen. There it. you go. Yeah. Anyway, anyway, Ori, we're going to leave it there. I think it's uh, it, it'd be great to sit in it, but it'd be even better if we could drive it. But yeah. anyway, we're going to leave it there. And uh, you can reach the show via email at mickandori at gmail.com and certainly check out our Instagram and, and YouTube. Uh, so remember, if your car's not a classic, it will be one day. Thank you. Thanks, guys. <laughs>